Welcome to the Year of the Movie Podcast, the podcast where we talk about movies from the year of the movie 2023. Coming in with some fun energy so far. I'm Sebastian. <laughs> I'm Maggie. Welcome to our podcast. For our video viewers, uh, Bryce could not join us today, and that's okay. So mm-hmm. we don't have multiple cameras. We just have this one shot. Mm-hmm. I hope that's okay. The, really, the difference is you don't get close-ups on us when we are talking which you know i understand being sad to not get that but you gotta get our beautiful face we're gonna power through yeah. together so today's episode mm-hmm. is about the movie renfield yes and why is the movie about renfield and sorry why is the podcast <laughs> about the movie renfield <laughs> <laughs> we started this podcast because 2023 is an extremely goofy year for movies even besides the strikes uh, highlights so far include Cocaine Bear, 65, Barbie, uh, which is on the better s- yes, side. Good of, can of, still be odd. Yeah. Um, 80 for Brady. 80 for Brady. Strays. Strays. <laughs> the list is literally endless, which is why we'll be doing this podcast until we die. That nameless Gal Gadot action movie. It has a name, but like it's... Heart of Stone? Heart of Stone. Yeah. The description is something where it's just like... A spy has to do this thing. Like, it's a really basic description. Yeah, yeah, can't wait to watch that. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about Renfield. Renfield. And if you don't know, the synopsis for Renfield mm-hmm. is Renfield, the tortured aide to his narcissistic boss, Dracula, is forced to procure his master's prey and do his every bidding. However, after centuries of servitude, he's ready to see if there's a life outside the shadow of the Prince of Darkness. It is a comedic take on the classic IP of Dracula. Indeed. Um, what were your first impressions when you heard about this movie? I was stoked. Yes. Because if you don't know, listeners, Dracula is played by Nicolas Cage. Yep. Which, I mean, is it's just... great. That's great. Yeah. I mean, that's another reason why this, I think, this year is a year of the movie, because you, we have Nick Cage playing Dracula... You're getting a lot of people just kind of yes-anding their way through their career. Yeah. <laughs> and Nicolas Cage is one of them. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, with Nick Cage in this movie, Renfield is our protagonist in this film. Mm-hmm. And he's played by Nicholas Holt. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Holt is great. Yep. And then also in this movie, Aquafina. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I definitely saw the trailer and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm excited for this one. Mm-hmm. Aquafina, people either really like her or really don't yes um her music was kind of funny and i've liked her in some specific roles uh this one she was pretty good yeah. they didn't really give her character a whole lot to do no which we'll get to later um how familiar are you with the dracula story i mean i know there's a vampire <laughs> um, have you read it <laughs> I, I, no i have not read it yeah <laughs> Who do you think I am? I don't <laughs> read books. I read comics. I read the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. Mm-hmm. I read Contact in high school. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've read the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. You read Contact in high school. And then you read Leonard Cohen's really sad novel. Really sad novel. Yeah, that's true. That's I also, kind of your spectrum. <laughs> I also read The Physics of Star Trek in high school, which is a non-fiction book breaking yeah. down uh, the science in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I do read. That's yeah. not why we're here. We're here to talk about Dracula. <laughs> I, I, un- I am familiar with Dracula. I yeah. have seen movies. Bragg. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was also pretty excited when I saw mm-hmm. the trailer that was the first time that i heard about this movie um and i it took me a while to get into dracula but then once i got a copy of it i think i've probably read it once a year since then mm. so th- maybe three times mm. now um there was a thing a while ago i don't know if it's still ongoing but because dracula the book is written in a series of letters yeah. then um there was an email thing that you could sign up for that would send you the letters that's in real fun. time for each date uh and that's great that, that is very there, good. that's a good use of the internet there are ways that people are modernizing dracula yes. like this movie and there is a different dracula movie this year yes the last voyage of the demeter yeah. or maybe it's just called the demeter but it's but we'll we'll talk about that one as yeah. well but for 
for today. That one is not, not a, a comedy. comedy. <laughs> so today we're talking about a comedy, Renfield. Yeah. Uh, I talked about the. I gave the trailer description in the last episode. Yeah. If you want to do this one. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the trailer for a couple different reasons. One, we can't really show you the trailer, mm-hmm. so we're going to do a shot by shot recreation <laughs> anyway. Um, and then also because these are newer movies, there's just not a whole lot of history attached to them that we can touch on. Yeah. So this is a good way to introduce the movie. And then afterwards, if you're into it and you don't want spoilers, you can pause this, go watch it, come back. But when we're done with telling the the trailer description, we will say, now time for spoilers. Yes. I think in the last episode, we forgot to. We did after the spoiler happened. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Renfield, Nicholas Holt, bursts into a room, saying, sorry to interrupt, and a man asks him, are you okay? Renfield responds, I need to get out of a toxic relationship. The music now kicks in. We see that Renfield is at a self-help meeting, and the group leader says, why don't you start out by telling us what brought you here? We get a quick cut of Renfield dragging a body through an abandoned location, cut in with some shots of a record player, music to Swan Lake, and candles. Renfield replies in a tone, choosing his words carefully, my boss, he's different. And we see a wall with empty blood bags. An older woman in the support group responds, you can't get him out of your head. Renfield says no. Then there's a close-up of a cane handle, then Dracula slash Nicolas Cage's eyes with an otherworldly voice saying, I need your assistance. With these, we see scenes of Renfield running and avoiding obstacles saying, I'm coming master. Another group member says to Renfield, you feel like he could destroy you with the snap of his fingers. We see Dracula snap and lightning flash as Renfield says he wouldn't even need to snap. We see a ghost go inside of a priest. That's the best description I can give. Yeah, that's fair. We see a ghost go inside of a priest. Uh, Renfield flinches with some squelching slash exploding noises off camera. The The group leader says, okay, and another woman says, that sounds familiar. Renfield says, huh? And then classic spooky music, the like... Do, 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 like that music uh, with the title card from Universal Pictures before we see the outside of a New Orleans bar and then Renfield sitting at a table inside. There's a close-up of Dracula's very sharp teeth saying Renfield and then Renfield looking across or around the others or uh, bleh, Renfield looking around at the other people eating near him. Dracula demands, bring me innocent victims. Renfield sees a table full of nuns. Dracula's voice, I want a handful of nuns, a busload of cheerleaders, with a bus full of cheerleaders driving by outside. Renfield sighs, his voice over saying, and I just want a normal life again. Several large black cars pull up outside, with masked people with big guns making their way inside. Renfield's narration, but this modern world is a dangerous place. The people with guns come into the restaurant, shooting up into the air and getting patrons down on the ground. We now see standing in the middle one police officer, Rebecca Quincy, Aquafina. Renfield is down on the ground, hiding with the others, then notices his box of bugs that he keeps with him. He eats a spider, and his eyes start to glow. <laughs> he now has special abilities and joins Re- Rebecca, fighting the criminals in a series of quick shots. We see him stab someone with a fork, the screen cutting to black just before contact. It fades back up to people applauding, a surprised-looking Renfield with Aquafina's voiceover, Thank you, you saved my life. Rebecca asks face-to-face, did I watch you cut a guy with a decorative serving platter? Renfield says, it's all on the wrist. They're tied a card this April before seeing Renfield and Rebecca in a colorful apartment with Renfield talking to a confused-looking Rebecca. Let me explain. My boss gave me this power. We see several quick cuts of a headless figure with the classic vampire high collar, followed by more clips of Renfield and various action sequences. There's a shot of an abandoned building exterior with Renfield saying, in return, I tend to his needs, including care and feeding. We see him dragging a dead body. Rebecca clarifies, you bring him people to eat, followed by another action sequence in an apartment complex. Renfield crashes through a window to confront bad guys outside and punches someone. Rebecca tells Renfield on the couch, you're like that guy that gets the villain's postmates. It goes back to the self-help leader asking Renfield, but if you were to stop focusing on his needs, what would happen? There's a push in on Renfield as he realizes he won't grow to full power. The group leader says, exactly, he won't grow to full power. What? That's so weird. Why would you phrase it like that? But yes, the screen goes dark again, opening back on the opening on a door opening to the group meeting. We see the cane in the doorway as the leader asks, hi, are you here for the meeting? Well, come on down. And Renfield saying no in slow motion. The figure steps inside, introducing himself. Some call me the dark one, others the lord of death. To most, I am Dracula. 
He finishes his introduction floating over the group. We see them all cowering in fear. The group leader says, okay, clearly we're dealing with a little bit more than just narcissism here. The Renfield title card comes on screen with a lot of bats. Then Dracula saying, now let's eat and baring his fangs at the camera. Indeed. This is a horror comedy, mm-hmm. heavy on the comedy. Yes, it is. Um, which I liked because mm-hmm. I like comedy. But also, I want the little little music that you did Doo-doo-doo. yeah i want that over a video of like a old castle like in those movies <laughs> if someone can edit that where maggie's going <laughs> over i think that'd be great <laughs> i'm glad but, i bring you joy but yes uh this movie was a comedy yeah there are horror aspects and there is a lot of violence in this movie. Yeah. And I know in the last movie, I was like, I liked that we didn't see the violence. In this movie, I love that we see the violence. Cause yeah. Because it really fit. I think yeah. it worked really well. Um, I was surprised when re-watching the trailer earlier today um, at, like, how obvious the cutaways are mm-hmm. to violence when uh, there's, like, one shot, uh, I think it's probably with the serving platter thing. Yeah. Um, you don't see... It's, like, it just shows from the torso up so you don't even see the guy's arms that are cut off mm-hmm. from the, with the serving platter and it's just like in the movie you see all of it there mm-hmm. are no cutaways <laughs> uh yeah this is a horror comedy the main focus of the trailer is really highlighting the modern take on the renfield and dracula dynamic if you don't know in the original renfield is um just the servant to dracula he does eat a lot of bugs yeah he (laughs) eats uh i honestly now i'm forgetting if it's renfield or if it's another guy but there's a their character in dracula eats bugs and stuff to gain power um it so like it taking that over into this version yeah um, it also doesn't really hint at any of the B-plot elements of the movie. Which there is a B-plot. There is a B-plot. I'd even say there's a C-plot. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, like, it doesn't need to, because, like, the main draw really is, like, that, that yeah. group, uh, self-help group dynamic. Yeah. Um, which I really liked, and I mm-hmm. wish the movie focused on it more. That's fair. Uh, the movie had a good cast, mm-hmm. which we already touched on uh nicholas holt is renfield nicholas holt is known for many things recently the great is one of them that's he's, his ongoing thing and then the beast in, in some of the x-men and he's then warm bodies warm bodies he's yeah. the zombie in warm bodies and he's also the boy in uh about a boy it's about him yep yeah then nicholas cage is dracula i mean we, we all know nicholas cage mm-hmm. aquafina is officer rebecca quincy mm-hmm. ben schwartz is tedward lobo i really love that his full name is tedward tedward is great in the movie they i think they basically just call him teddy yeah but when i, I saw that on imdb and i was like tedward yeah. that's great <laughs> i think ben schwartz is still probably most known for jean ralphio in parks and rec yeah um i mean he's been in so many other things he voices sonic in yes. the movies so that's another, i would say that's the big that's thing. another big one yeah. but like i think like his face you see his yeah. face and... mm-hmm. um shore agdashlu i believe that's how you pronounce her name um is bella francesca lobo lobo mm-hmm. that's ben schwartz's mom or tedward's mom yeah. um they are the lobo family is like the big crime family that is in new orleans in this universe uh lobo is spanish for wolf Mm -hmm. which dracula has often been connected with in Mm -hmm. terms of like turning into animals yeah and stuff Mm -hmm. i know that much i don't have to read books (laughs) (laughs) adrian martinez (laughs) is also in this movie he plays chris uh which is rebecca quincy's partner and then Camille Chen is Agent Kate Quincy. She works with the FBI, and she is Rebecca's sister. So, some highlights of what happened in the movie. Is this spoiler territory This now? is the time where if you want to watch the movie, stop and come back. Which I would say, if you haven't seen this movie, you should definitely watch the movie. Mm-hmm. But also, finish this podcast. So, what happened in the movie? So, 
Renfield has been Dracula's servant for almost 100 years, and now he's feeling regretful about uh, taking advantage of others to give himself power. Um, he also doesn't super love the dynamic that he has with Dracula now. Shocking. Shocking. Yeah. Um, he joins the self-help group dealing with unhealthy relationship, and they help empower him to stand up to Dracula. Spoiler alert, doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. Um, they There's like a whole montage of him like getting his own place. Uh, he starts dressing in pastels. Uh, he paints an apartment. He gets an apartment, and then he paints it bright colors and stuff. Yeah. Um, really trying to branch out on his own, and then it doesn't work. Um, and then there's the crime family, the Lobos. Um, r- I'm trying to remember, because it's been a little while since we've watched this movie, mm-hmm. trying to remember which beats come first. But basically... Rebecca Quincy's dad, she is a second generation police officer. Um, her dad was killed by the Lobos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she really wants to take them down, like to support her dad's memory, yeah. get revenge and justice and all that good stuff. Um, and then at some point, uh, Renfield attacks someone who works for the Lobos, and that's how he gets connected mm-hmm. to them uh so they they team up and then the lobos and dracula team up um and then that's the whole big fight at the end is uh renfield and rebecca versus dracula and the lobos to get back kate who was kidnapped by dracula yeah. it's a whole thing honestly it's pretty straightforward it's it's mm-hmm. i don't know i didn't super love the cop story it kind of doesn't really go anywhere (laughs) like it's important for the plot but yeah it's not super compelling no i mean it was definitely a boring cop story yeah i think the interest of it was aquafina is a cop yeah that's yeah that's really the push i feel like yeah um in a review from RogerEbert.com, gave the movie 2.5 stars It says, hilarious details abound in production and costume design as Renfield seeks a cheerier, more colorful persona, far from the gothic aesthetic that's defined for him for the past century. But then he gets sucked into a boring subplot involving Aquafina as the lone cop in New Orleans who's not corrupt. Her character, Rebecca, is seeking answers and vengeance for the death of her father, a legendary police officer. That's pretty much all there is to her character. Camille Chen, as her FBI agent sister, gets even less to do. Aquafina has an exasperated, no-nonsense delivery that's amusing, and she and Holt have a spiky chemistry, so much so that you'll wish her involvement were more interesting. Similarly, Ben Schwartz gets to be obnoxious, and that's about it, as a striving, drug-dealing son of a cartel boss, Sharae Agdashlu, in a paper-thin role as an array of fabulous power suits. Yeah. I mean, like, with a movie like this, not everyone can have character development. Like, you can't... There's not enough room and time... Because, I mean, it wasn't, like, a super long movie. No. Um, and so, like, if the focus really is Dracula and Renfield and, like, their dynamic and Renfield, you know, trying to stop being his his lackey, then, like, mm-hmm. he, Aquafina's sister, I don't care. I don't think she needs to be there. No. Um, the The villain not having more of a backstory... I don't care. I don't really care about Aquafina should yeah. have. Ben Schwartz had the right amount of character development for who his character was. Ben Schwartz was really good as Tedward. He, yeah. Um, he was the right kind of goofy for it. Yeah. Uh, he plays, obviously, a bad dude. Yeah. Um, this is not the first time. I feel like I saw something on Instagram or something where Ben Schwartz was like, I, I loved getting the chance to play a villain for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe this is maybe the first time he plays like the antagonist yeah a villain he has played bad dudes before Mm -hmm. um so like he's definitely had practice with that but i think he definitely did i would say that he's a he's the antagonist in the movie he's definitely not the villain no like yeah dracula's the villain but yeah i think it's I don't it doesn't necessarily this is not the type of movie that is going to be heavy on character development because mm-hmm. it's it's a very vibes based movie yeah. 
Uh, it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it kind of just gets bogged down in the plot that it sets up for itself. Uh, like the initial setup of the dynamic of Renfield and Dracula and like Renfield talking about narcissism and learning about setting boundaries and that kind of stuff is a very it's a very modern take on like yeah. mental health and stuff and self-advocacy is definitely a, a newer version <laughs> of this story and uh dracula is like super manipulative yeah in a way that like renfield was like oh maybe he's right because uh there is a weird backstory not weird i guess but like a somewhat compelling backstory with renfield mm-hmm. that dracula brings up to manipulate him where renfield like basically chose to leave his family yeah to be dracula's lackey yeah and so dracula's like you made this choice you know you wanted to do this right so but that this is all the interesting stuff in the movie yeah. and then it sets up the the police stuff and then a kidnapping yep. and trying to avenge aquafina's dad and like this that's not that's not the new stuff and it yeah yeah it, if it focused more on the initial setup that they had i think it would have been a, a I don't know. I really liked this movie overall, but it would have been a stronger one, I think, if it had s- followed through on the initial premise. Yeah. Um, like what you said, it, I think it purposely doesn't go very deep with the story mm-hmm. of like the the deepest stuff that happens is Dracula placing the blame on Renfield and guilting him into staying in this dynamic, and Renfield kind of has to come to terms with the fact that like he he can't put everything on dracula he did agree to have this relationship and it worked for him for a really long time um and he has to acknowledge that he hurt people for almost 100 years but then uh they mention like or aquafina asked him about his family and she's like you might have a grandkid out there and he's like yeah (laughs) anyway (laughs) like he doesn't really want to talk about it because like bringing like that story up with like his his family and then also the touching on yeah the, the mental health issues is like it they touched on it enough where it was like oh this is interesting yeah but be but it wasn't enough obviously you, you've said this already but i'm trying to like the the other parts were juxtaposed in, in comparison mm. just in like that the i'm just rambling i <laughs> I had it and now it's gone. B plot boring? Yeah. But I think I'm trying to say that like they they touched on it a weird in a weird spot. Like it wasn't like too little oh. or too much, but it also it was just it was there. Well, they talk the <laughs> the scene that I'm am, like trying to remember is uh it's in New Orleans, so they're eating beignets and then um it's right before Aquafina finds out that her sister has been kidnapped. Yeah. So then the plot just goes with that instead. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really, like, there's not enough of the movie left to come back and talk about that. It's like, the biggest character development is with Renfield, obviously. Um, and it's really like, he he's unhappy, but he's not really doing that much to change his situation. And then... There's the big restaurant fight sequence that was in the trailer where he sees Aquafina, uh, obviously outnumbered and out muscled. I don't know. She's yeah, because... she's the underdog of the fight, and he's like, "Oh, she's still standing up for people. I can do that too. Yeah. I need to find a bug to eat." <laughs> and so then he finds a bug. Yeah, and then that's like the the jumping point for him to yeah. work on himself and everything. Um, also. At the big fight at the end, right? At this point, Renfield is kind of... He's kind of gone away from Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's happening here is that now Tedward has become Dracula's lackey so as like a business proposition. Dracula partnered with the Lobo family and then he was like, I can give you unimaginable power. Yeah. And they're like, cool, that sounds good. So it's like Tedward and all of their muscle eat yeah. bugs and they're all super there's like a dozen people that have renfield powers yeah yeah but then renfield is like i've been doing this for over 100 years and just 
kills everyone basically mm-hmm. it is a ridiculous bloodfest action if, fight scene yeah it's kind of like if you really liked that one section of Kingsman where Colin Firth kills mm-hmm. everyone, which I did, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you will like this movie. <laughs> um, it is very bloody. It's very campy. I like a lot of the action sequences that are in it. Yeah. Um, the, I think the, the goofiest one is at one point, all of the people that are in the self-help group are killed by Dracula. Yes. Uh, and that is like, that one was verging on like, oh, oh God, we're still watching this. Like, yeah. it's a lot. That one was, which makes sense because, mm-hmm. you know, Dracula. Dracula was lashing is, out. Is Dracula. And yeah. So, like, you want his murders to be more gruesome. Right. But it was also him like limiting Renfield's uh, like net of people he yeah. can socialize with <sighs> and contact uh, they're all b- brought back to life yeah and then... because it's revealed that dracula's blood can heal yeah and so uh after killing dracula they drain him of his blood mm-hmm. and now have a jar big jar that says dracula's blood and then they bring everyone back to life and the the group leader is like did i die like yeah. what happened yeah they need different therapy yeah. by the end of the movie there's like a one of the last shots is the table of refreshments of the at the self-help meeting and it's like cookies and coffee and stuff and then there's a picture that says dracula's blood and i liked that vibe a lot yeah. the the like this review says the production design and like a lot of details and stuff were were very good yeah. and helped carry the film and like kind of the or through the parts that almost made it bogged down yeah. um i i was doing some reading up on it mm-hmm. and Basically, Nick Cage was who they wanted for Dracula mm. from the get-go, partly because of that terrible vampire Vampire's movie, Kiss. Vampire's Kiss. Yeah. yeah. But also because they were like, we love Nick Cage. We think he could like, actually be a fun Dracula. Correct. And Nick Cage loves Dracula. Mm-hmm. Like, since he was a child and watched, like, Bram Stoker's, or yeah. not Bram Stoker's, but the, the original. The 30s the one. The 30s one, yeah. yeah. Um. Like, he, he just has loved it ever since. Um, Nick Cage is Francis Ford Coppola's cousin, nephew. 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 Um, and when Coppola made his Dracula movie with Keanu Reeves, not as Dracula, but yeah. Keanu Reeves is in it. Mm-hmm. Originally, Nick Cage was supposed to be Keanu Reeves' character. Oh. But apparently, Coppola and Cage did not work well together on a movie like six years prior. And hmm. so Coppola was like, no. <laughs> Which I think is so funny because Cage is in the industry because he's related to a Coppola. That but is, Coppola was like, eh, eh. That is very good. That's um, got to be a weird Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, but Nick Cage, like, got really into this role. Like, he yeah. watched, like, basically all of the Dracula adaptations and was like, what can I do that hasn't been shown before? Yeah. Um, I and- saw I saw that, and then he was also talking about different uh, inspirations like uh, Malignant and mm-hmm. The Ring. Um, I think the the japanese ring um and just like really paying attention to the movement of stuff and how to get into like it's a it's a goofy monster in terms of dialogue Mm -hmm. but he really commits to it especially with there's so the special effects and the makeup and everything like dracula is gooey (laughs) throughout this movie (laughs) he he gets wrecked very early on and throughout the film he's being healed and so like yeah the makeup and special effects is amazing yeah but uh like the commitment even more so from Nick Cage is that apparently um, so that he could fit the the vampire fangs but still talk mm-hmm. like easily he filed his teeth down Jesus so that Christ. they would fit <laughs> which like obviously when you're that big of a star you can just get your teeth replaced yeah but, but like it oh is wild God. to me that he would be like I'm going to put everything I can into playing Dracula for Renfield. Yeah. To the point of filing my teeth down so that I can talk normally. That's wild. Yeah. The the I'm not saying this movie wasn't worth that. <laughs> but the dedication that people have to just any movie mm-hmm. that they're working on yep. just because that is who they are as a person is always very interesting to me. Yeah. Even with like b and c movies of that's 
I think for a lot of people, that's why movie trivia is always interesting of like, you like to know what happens and like what went into a thing. Even if the thing was awful, like people still thought about how to make it awful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. Uh, One of the movie taglines is sucks to be him. And I like that. That is very good. (laughs) It's short, (laughs) straight to the point. Um, We talked about it a bit already. Special effects, makeup is very good. Um, The initial setup is Renfield and Dracula are kind of low on funds. Um, The last vampire hunters in the world were just sent after them. And Mm -hmm. that's... um, they have a whole initial confrontation. That's why a ghost goes inside of a priest at the trailer <laughs> and gets exploded. Uh, so Dracula is at like t- like a 5% mm-hmm. for most of this movie. And then they need to relocate so that he can recuperate and they can find a new pool of victims. Um, so he's in like, he's gradually getting better. But you really, in the trailer, you really just see Nicolas Cage with dracula makeup on and then in the movie he is unrecognizable (laughs) for a lot of it uh yeah it's just he did good yeah for this role he did yeah anything else we want to talk about the movie before going on to production facts i don't don't know it's i mean obviously our last two episodes were movies that we had problems with Mm -hmm. like we still enjoyed parts of them. Yeah. But there were more things that we had problems with, and this was a movie that we just we really kind of just had fun with. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate that, like, we're not talking about it as much because like, yeah. we had fun with it. It's just, like, I don't, we don't need to break down, I feel like, no. every good scene that we liked. Yeah. It's just, we suggest watching it. So mm-hmm. I feel like moving on to the production facts is probably Yeah. Fine. Um, so this movie was released April 14th, 2023 by Universal Pictures, and it was streaming on Peacock, available June 9th, uh, with DVDs and stuff also released. Um, ratings-wise, it got a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, but with a 79% audience score. So what do critics know? Uh, yeah, uh, 53 out of 100 Metacritic and a B- minus on Cinema Score. Um... That is such a wild difference between mm-hmm. the critic score and the audience score. And I, because I was thinking about this earlier when I was looking at stuff, I feel like it's because critics don't necessarily know what to do with camp. Yeah, like, that's true. camp is kind of hard to define. It's kind of a you know it when you see it thing, but it's intentionally in your face. It's not going to be subtle and yeah. it's going to be a little bit bad (laughs) and when something but it's also like you have to be very intentional to make something campy so if you're going for it and you nail it then i feel like your score should be higher than 58 percent because that's what you were going for but i also get how that's like no it's bad on purpose is kind of a cop-out so that's Audiences like camp. Yeah. Critics, not so much. So, was this movie successful? Not even a little bit. That's uh, a shame. Which sucks. Yeah. So it had a budget of sixty-five million dollars at the box office worldwide. It got twenty-six point seven million. Wow. Uh, so not a lot. It debuted fourth at the box office behind the Super Mario Bros. movie, The Pope's Exorcist, and John Wick Chapter Man, Four. That's a lot of competition. That's a lot of competition. That's I also rough. didn't expect The Pope's Exorcist to be second on that list because I really have heard nothing about it besides yeah. being like Russell Crowe and then mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> I guess eventually we will have an episode about it. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, heavy competition yeah. for this release. Um, so that's unfortunate. Um, it might be part of Universal's Monster Universe thing. Do you know much about this? Oh yeah, the Dooku. Oh, I'm I'm aware of the Dooku. <laughs> I don't I don't think this one is. So because I thought, I mean, obviously, so it started with the Mummy, the Tom Cruise, right? Well, so 2014, Universal Pictures announced the shared universe with a lot of classic monsters, including Dracula. Uh, this universe has had a really rocky time of getting off of the ground. So 2014 had 
the movie Dracula Untold. That was supposed to be... Which was supposed to be the kickoff of this, but people did not like it because it told a different origin story than uh, the Dracula story, yeah, like the book. Yeah, Untold. Yeah. So, no, and I, mean, that's, I, I remember trailers for that one and it didn't look good. I uh, never watched it. But. I also never watched it, never heard of it. Mm. Uh, so that tells you all you need to know about that movie. Uh, so started off rough then they tried to relaunch it with 2017's the mummy yeah uh there were some apparently connections between dracula untold and the mummy that then got super super downplayed because people did not like the dracula untold and then they also didn't like the mummy (laughs) so also in that movie uh russell crowe played Mm -hmm. uh mr hyde and or dr jekyll mr dr yeah yeah um yeah and then there was i feel like there was a wolfman connection somewhere in there too anyway there was another attempted relaunch with the success of 2020's the invisible man starring elizabeth moss i did not realize that was supposed to be a part of it i didn't either because i thought that was more of a thriller yes stalker type of everything that i saw about it was that that was a thriller stalker situation but if we're doing modern monsters that's true then that could be part of it. I also have not seen that movie because I feel weird about Elizabeth Moss because yeah, <laughs> she's a Scientologist. She was raised into it, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a little different. Yeah. Um. So then uh, Renfield is based off of an original pitch from comic book writer and credited as a producer on Renfield, uh, Robert Kirkman. Um, after studio- studios wanted a more humorous take on the story, uh kind of they were really essentially going for what we do in the shadows because that was also 2014 the movie they saw the success of that and then they were like oops that's what we should have done um so i feel like the implication from the brief googling that i have done is this could have been a part of the monster shared universe thing if it had been commercially successful yeah um which is this poor dooku yeah because i saw recently Mm mm-hmm an article after that this movie came out that they are once again relaunching relaunching one of these days with guillermo del toro heading it up that sounds better where i think shape of water is connected into it i mean um that feels like a big retcon and i think (laughs) i think he has a frankenstein movie coming soon i had heard of something something like that uh, having Guillermo del Toro as your head seems like a much better vibe than nope. I forget the names of the guys who were supposed to originally oversee it with the 2014 launch, Probably but it Steve. Well, it was <laughs> statistically, yeah, but it was guys who one of them his big claim to fame is like doing a lot of Transformers stuff, okay. and then the other one was Michael another. Bay. Well, it wasn't Michael Bay, but it was someone yep. who worked with him a lot, and then it was another like sure. Michael Bay adjacent dude. Where it's like, there's nothing wrong with those movies. It's just you don't watch Transformers yeah. for Michael Bay's writing. Nope, you <laughs> certainly don't. Yeah. So, R.I.P. Dooku, maybe it'll come back. Who maybe knows? Maybe Guillermo will do it right. Uh, so, filming for this movie began on February 3rd, 2022. And on February 8th, 2022, more than 20 vehicles belonging to the crew were burglarized at night. Um, it seemed to really shake the crew's relationship with production. Um, there was one person who was quoted as saying, I really feel like this shows that they, or like the, they were not happy with the way the production handled it. And they were saying like, this really shows that they don't care about us the way that they do the main actors and main characters, which with ongoing strikes, maybe they don't care about the actors as much either. (laughs) Um, so the crew i just found this funny considering the police element that's in this movie yeah. um the crew received an email from production saying or like telling them about the break-ins and then saying due to the volume of cars and the lack of available police officers on duty tonight there will not be any officers on site to take reports and then they were given a link to fill out a police report online if their vehicle was broken into wow so that sucks yeah <laughs> yeah uh that's man so they fil- yeah. filmed and and released they finished filming uh to the day 
So what did I say? This was released April 14th. They finished filming April 14th, 2022, and it was released April 14th, 2023. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's, I don't have a a follow-up on the crew thing. That just, that sucks. And I hope everyone got their insurance dealt with. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then additional security was hired. So like there was some, some sort of follow-up with this. Um, also, there was a whole dance sequence cut from this movie. Yeah. Which we noticed when we were watching the credits, and then there was a lot of footage where it was like, oh, I did not remember seeing Nicholas Holt dancing. No. <laughs> where did this come from? So you can find that online. Yeah. Nicholas Holt released it to promote the movie yeah. in the first place, but then it's also on YouTube, and then it's also part of the special features on dvds which for one reason made me nostalgic of like oh yeah. that's good that that still exists <laughs> i feel like this movie has an extended cut yeah somewhere because there's also an actress who is in this movie who's like known for being in horror films mm-hmm. who was barely in it but she was like i was there for a while and mm-hmm. filmed a lot of scenes do you know who that was or who she was she in the played movie? the lawyer the lawyer oh tedward's lawyer yeah Yeah. she's in the station like once yeah and apparently she filmed many more scenes according to her Mm -hmm. and i so i feel like there is probably because obviously movies cut things all the time but like there were parts of this that maybe we should get a renfield dvd and see what deleted scenes (laughs) are on there uh so the dance sequence um it was kind of a dream sequence with people in costumes uh like bug costumes and then dancing to the song higher and higher um in the movie it was supposed to come after renfield's victory in the restaurant of dealing with the criminals and then people are applauding applauding him and everything um and then director uh, chris mckay who his other credits are the tomorrow war the lego batman movie and then he edited the lego movie two of those movies are great great yeah um in an interview he said it sort of stepped on the montage where renfield goes to therapy and gets inspired to get an apartment and change his life it almost felt redundant unfortunately which sucks that a whole dream sequence yeah felt redundant but that's i feel like that's definitely within the tone of this movie mm-hmm. i i don't think there there's a thing i saw recently of um there almost was a fart opera in the Barbie movie. I'm so glad that was cut. Exactly. I feel like yeah. I would I wouldn't have been taken out of the movie if there was a dream sequence no. dance number. <laughs> um, also, there was a video game of this movie. Really? Uh, Renfield, Bring Your Own Blood was uh, released April 12th, 2023. That's so fun. For Windows, it. it described as a bullet hell rogue like game interesting yeah that's okay i i don't know anything about uh reviews or how well it's done or anything like that i just know it exists yeah yeah um (laughs) i missed the the days of video games Mm -hmm. being released with movies obviously there are too many movies and video games are too big yeah um but i love that they released a little a little something yeah that's so fun Mm -hmm. do you have a a favorite (laughs) movie video game (laughs) oh man i don't know a lot of them suck yeah that is the downside most of them suck i feel like there was a pretty good golden age of a small video game or like not one with a whole lot of thought in it yeah came out with a movie i think one that was weirdly good Mm -hmm. because the movie sucked was the X-Men Origins Wolverine mm. movie, or game. Mm-hmm. The game was fun, and it told a story that made sense, and there were details that just were not there yeah. in the movie, and the movie sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I think the weirdest one I had that I remember was uh, the March of the Penguins game for the Game Boy. I played that a decent amount. Do you narrate? It was a, like... Is- level side scroller thing like you were there were different platforms you're controlling a bunch of penguins and you're trying to get them through obstacles to get to the end of the level so they can continue their march it was kind of boring um i mean it's a documentary the one (laughs) the one that i liked a surprising amount (laughs) was the wii game for the b movie (laughs) (laughs) 
it basically followed the plot of the movie, but then you also, like, you got different cars, and you could drive around the hive a lot. There was a surprising amount of thought that was put into it, and I really liked it, and then I remember we gave it to my cousins, so now I will never get it ever again. (laughs) That sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, should we move on to... Yeah. Our rating of the movie. Our rating of the movie. Our rating system is out of four with five tiers in that out of four system. Mm-hmm. Zero out of four means, oh no, that was not, uh, should I, no, stop, cancel. <laughs> <laughs> Control, I'll delete. <laughs> One is, that was a movie. Mm-hmm. Two is, it's well made. It was a well made movie. We recently changed this in the last episode. The last one was, or before it was enjoyable. Two episodes ago now. Two episodes ago now. Yeah. Yeah, enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Three is enjoyable and, and technically good. Mm-hmm. Kind of technically good. See, this is where it gets a little iffy. Yeah. I think there's a merge here. Four yeah. is Oscar worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, with our original rating system, I said two out of four. You did. It is a well-made movie. Mm-hmm. And I had fun with this movie. Mm-hmm. I still think it's probably a two out of four. That's fair. Because um, while I do think it's fun well made it's good i don't think it's quite up it, i think it is and I'll, I'll, I'll say it's a movie that i would rewatch because mm-hmm. it is just a fun movie to have on yeah but i still don't think it's quite the three out of four i gave it a three out of four and i think that might be too high but i gave we have a ghost three out of four and i feel like i had as much fun watching this as i did we have a ghost um the setup is really good the characters are really good a lot of the sequences within the movie are really good it really is just the b plot that really drags everything down i feel like and this is the problem with us watching movies a while ago a while ago i feel like there was something that happened in the movie or didn't happen that i was like this would be a three out of four and it might be the dance sequence it might be because they cut the dance sequence out that i was like I can't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we'll be rewatching Renfield <laughs> soon. Yeah. This is kind of this was kind of a last minute schedule thing for us too, so we didn't really get a chance to rewatch yeah, it anyway. With, with like uh, what we said in the last episode, having to redo that one due to technical difficulties, it threw us off. It threw us off, and we had to cram two episodes into one week. Yep. And I'm working on a commercial for the next week and a half, so we kind of had to. We switch things around. Yeah. Um, so part of our episodes towards the end, we talk about a different movie that we have watched in 2023 that did not come out this year, but we watch a lot of movies besides yeah. the ones that come out this year. Which one do you want to talk about? I want to talk today about, because I don't think we've done this yet. We need to make a list. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Oh, I don't think we've talked about I that. I don't think we have. Um, and if we have, I apologize. We're gonna talk about. I don't. (laughs) Maggie says, "F you." (laughs) Um, Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Mm -hmm. Is eighties, nineties, eighties, eighties. Let me. Okay, and basically the title of the movie is the premise. Yeah. The these kids get a babysitter. Ninety one. Ninety one. I thought it was Mm nineties. These these kids get a babysitter. And um, because their mom's leaving town, babysitter is evil. She's just the worst. And then just dies. Like, she dies. Immediately. Immediately. The kids don't kill her. No. It's not murder. She has a heart attack. She's old. Yeah. Yeah. They don't tell anybody and they hide the body. They, They immediately, like, don't want the adult presence of the babysitter she takes herself out of the situation so then they're like let's just have a party summer yeah us five siblings all together it'll be fine and then it's uh christina applegate has to become a working woman (laughs) yeah she they realize they need money yeah so she gets a job in the city at a a fashion company that makes clothes they make uniforms Mm -hmm. for for different jobs um she applies to just be like a secretary yeah and then uh gets swept up into being like a uh, an executive an assistant. Uh, executive assistant yeah and she's 17 or something 
Like she's, yeah. she's in high school. Still. She's she's still in high school. Um, because the ending of like everything is resolved and whatever, yeah. and then her boss is like, "What if you come work for me?" And she's like, "I might want to go to college actually." <laughs> um. So like she gets a job, and then the oldest son, her brother, who is younger than her. But, uh, like, maybe a year. Yeah. He's a bit of a stoner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just wants, you know, hang out with his his, his dudes. His boys. His, his bros. Yeah. He eventually also snaps into action. They flip a pizza box for who will get a job and who will stay home and take care of the kids. Yeah. And she gets the job and he stays at home. Yeah. And has to learn to pull his weight. Yeah. And so he starts out with long hair. He mm-hmm. eventually cuts it discovers he loves cooking mm-hmm. and so he just starts cooking for everybody yeah um but also there is a scene where we go into his room mm-hmm. i think the character's name is kenny yeah we go into kenny's room because mm-hmm. she because christina applegate is that what you said yeah uh she's going to yell at him mm-hmm. because he's in there he's not pulling his weight he's just smoking reefer with his <laughs> with his buds <laughs> His pals, his <laughs> compatriots. <laughs> I, I, the funny part was saying reefer. I understand that, yeah. but I thought it'd be better if I just kept going. Kept going. Yeah. She goes in there and yells at him, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, they're in California, but for whatever reason, and I don't know if this is a weird thing of the '90s and '80s, but he has a Confederate flag on his yeah. wall. And I've, and I we looked it up and people are just like what I think, why is this here and no one knows I think it's just supposed to be like edgy teenager dude what's a good like visible sign that he's an edgy teenager dude How do we show that he's a real rebel Confederate flag <laughs> <laughs> It's it it's just there briefly but yeah. it's it's enough I mean like obviously. It's 2023. You don't see that nearly uh-uh. as often now. So it was enough to be like, hmm. Also, uh, his room smells so bad that maybe it killed the babysitter. Uh, yeah. So maybe one of them killed her, but it, yeah. it would be a manslaughter charge. <laughs> There's also a love interest with Christina Applegate. Yeah. Uh, and then separately, David Duchovny is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I uh, forgot about that for a second. Uh, briefly going back to Renfield. Yeah. Aquafina was listed in one review that i read as renfield's love interest not really they i mean there's kind of a connection but they're yeah they're more buds. they're more buds yeah uh and i appreciated that yeah. dynamic anyway don't tell mom the babysitter's dead mm-hmm. is a fun entertaining movie from the 90s um it's also got some pretty good character development in like does. a goofy way yeah and i would i would suggest watching it it's like a fun movie just kind of like have on mm-hmm and watch so that is our discussion of movies for today mm-hmm. thank you for watching thank yeah. you for staying tuned uh if you want to follow us places that would be cool if you want to keep up with us on spotify or apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts then algorithms wise it helps if you follow yeah um obviously we're on youtube if you're watching on youtube um if you like trailers we have one we do um for our short film uh hello my name is friend man we'll be releasing more information and other trailers for that in the near future uh and let us know what movies you want us to talk about next yeah leave comments ask us questions Mm -hmm. like about the movies and like right now let's keep it about the movies (laughs) eventually when we make more stuff you can ask us (laughs) other questions but for now let's just yeah let's just keep it about the movies <laughs> i feel like it's a pretty suspicious way that you phrase that <laughs> only ask us about the movies there's nothing else that you need to ask us about don't it doesn't concern you <laughs> follow us on instagram and and you know ask us stuff there as well but just only about the movies only about well no oh if we make a post that isn't about the podcast yeah then you can ask us questions about that you'll allow it i'll allow it i'll allow it for now (laughs) (laughs) okay so that's the end of today's episode thank you for watching and we will see you next week bye